The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. Again, Happy New Year as we have this first week of January and uh, we hope you're doing well. I will be honest, I know of several uh, who are not feeling well. Some have been caught apparently the Omicron or whatever it is right now and uh, are staying home quarantining. I'm at the other end of that. I last week, the beginning of last week, began to realize that I wasn't feeling overly great and then finally took a test and it tested positive. My quarantine time ended, I think, yesterday. And so I do feel quite well. Obviously, there's some, you know, lasting effects to it, but I feel quite well. Thanks for those who are praying and voice concern. I hope those who are kind of under the weather right now will get to the other end quickly as well. Yesterday, we started answering some questions that were sent our way from those part of our ministry here, and I'm excited about the opportunity to hopefully give the answers and help the explain it in a way that makes sense to them. Yesterday, the question we started, which we're, we were going to answer in two parts, was how do you know for sure you're saved? Now, we clarified the fact that there's not one way that I can say you're, you know, I know you're saved because... Um, but let me explain that uh, what we want to do is explain the process of salvation and hopefully understand you've taken that step. So yesterday we talked about the fact that salvation is something you must request. Um, the Bible says in Romans 10, 10, 8, uh, 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't get saved because of the church I attend. I don't get saved because I'm born into a Christian home. I must have a point personally when I call upon Jesus. I recognize I'm a sinner and I call upon Jesus for salvation. I did that at the age of five. Um, and so I'm not saying that you have to be 40. I think you have to be old enough to understand what you're doing uh, and because you have to recognize the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but you must call upon him. If you've done that, then you recognize it's not something to, it's not something you can earn. Uh, it's a gift from God. It's something Jesus paid for on the cross. Number three, we said yesterday that salvation is not a feeling. Salvation is faith, and we can feel saved and not saved some days. And there's a lot of feeling and emotion part of our Christian journey, but salvation itself is, a, is based upon your faith. So the days you don't feel saved, that doesn't mean you're not necessarily saved. Um, the third question, the fourth thing we talked about is, can you sin and still be saved? Yes. And we, so we finished with 1 John 1, 8, he that saith he hath no sin is the, the sees himself and the truth is not in him. And so we talked about the fact that sin is part of our life. Now I'm going to finish that thought today moving into the idea of that plus the idea of the teaching of eternal security. Can I lose my salvation? So that we talked about 1 John 1.8. 1 John 1.9 says, If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It simply talks to Christians there. So if I acknowledge verse 8 that I have sinned, verse 9, I just confess. Confess simply means agreeing with God. I don't have to go to a priest to do it. I don't have to go to the pastor to do it. To agree with God, I simply come to God and Lord, I acknowledge that that thought was wrong or that action was wrong or whatever it was. Please forgive me. That's really all it is. And God promises to offer for forgiveness. Please remember, the punishment of my sin, death and hell, was dealt with at the cross. Uh, but this, this daily commun communion with Christ, it'd be like kind of getting in a fight with a spouse. You need to get that right. Uh, you can't have a sweet walk with God if you're living in sin. You don't deal with it. In fact, God tells us, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Uh, simply meaning, that means that if I sin, but if I refuse to deal with my sin. So I acknowledge I have sinned and I confess it to God and get it right. So I, I don't lose my salvation because of it. I lose fellowship with God, but I don't lose my salvation. Those are two very different things. My salvation is what we call 
call uh, it's a positional thing. I didn't earn it. It's not, it's not progressive. I don't, I feel saved or I am saved today or I'm good. When I call upon Jesus, I'm adopted into the family of God. And that adoption changes my name, changes my destiny, and it's permanent. You don't see adopted children deciding today, I don't know if I'm part of the family, I don't know if I, I am, I don't know. That's not how it works. Once you're adopted, it's permanent. Our relationship grows in, based upon that, that walk and dealing with my sin, but I don't lose my salvation because of sin. So how, how do we look at that? Eternal security, we call it in Scripture eternal security. John chapter 10, verse 28, uh, verse 27, actually, he, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, Jesus always referred to sheep in Scripture as his followers. Verse 28, I give unto them eternal life, eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand, Jesus says. And then verse 29, My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So we look at that passage, and he says, My sheep, they're in my hand, and then they're in God's hand. No man shall pluck them. He says, Well, yeah, but I can't. No. I can't even pluck myself out of God's hand. I didn't put myself there. I accepted the gift, and God put me there. So he says in that verse, My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So that's the teaching. We can do a lot more scripture on that, which I won't today. But that's the teaching of eternal security, of the promise that once you're saved, God brings salvation. Now, there's passages like in Hebrews where it says... um, for those who are once enlightened and tasted of the heavenly gift, it's impossible for those who have fallen back to renew themselves again into salvation. Let me just quickly, I, I could, could have maybe at one point break that down in more detail. But simply what it comes down to is those who have been exposed to the truth of salvation. They know the truth, they've seen it, they understand it, they've experienced the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but they choose not to accept. So they, they've enlightened, they've tasted of the heavenly gift. The Holy Spirit has convicted them. He's opened their eyes to the need of salvation. That's what that passage talks about. And he says, if they reject, at some point, if I keep saying no to God, God will then no longer offer me salvation. It's not that I lose my salvation. Those are people who have yet to fully embrace. They've tasted of it, but they have not embraced it of it. So maybe later this week, I'll actually break that passage down a little more. I want to go into another section because uh, I want to talk about there's eternal security, but then there is assurance of salvation. In 1 Peter, Second uh, Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 5, he says, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. And so I won't read it all. He says, add your faith, virtue and knowledge and temperance. He talks about growing in my Christian life, which comes from Bible reading, comes from church, and comes from service. I grow in my Christian journey. Add to my faith these things. He says, if these things, if these things I add, be in you and abound, they make you, that you neither should be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It, it, it reminds you that you've been saved. Verse 9, But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his own sins. When you're not growing, he says, you will begin to doubt that you were ever saved. You must continue to grow in your Christian journey. If you're not growing, then you'll sit back and wonder, am I really saved? So that's going to be one of those issues, that you must continue to grow. Eternal security is a promise from God. Assurance is whether I'm growing enough to recognize that. They are actually simple. Assurance is on me. God's promised I won't lose my salvation, but if I'm not growing, I can begin to doubt that. So uh, we talked about 
I don't lose my salvation because of sin, and which is the doctrine of eternal security, and then the practical aspect of assurance of salvation. I'm going to finish with this truth of called sanctification. Second Corinthians chapter 10, uh, 5 or 17, uh, Paul told the church, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The idea of all things passed away, all things have become new, it's, it's a, from the perfect tense in Greek, and it simply means all things are becoming new. Anybody in Christ is a new creation, a brand new creation, a new life in Christ. And as they grow, all things are becoming new. It's a perfect tense. It starts now. My salvation is finalized now, but I grow. I'm constantly becoming new in Christ. And that continues until the day I meet Jesus face to face. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 9. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, with God is foreordained that we should walk in them. I have been saved to good works. My good works don't bring me salvation. Salvation develops in me good works. As a Christian, I should grow to become more like Christ and love people and love others and serve others. I should do that, but that comes as a result of the new life of Christ. Now, this idea of sanctification, it's not something I do. I'm not trying every day to to be Christian. Now, I grow in Christ and I add to my faith, but what I do is I allow God to teach me. So if someone who's been saved longer than me will have more things in their you know, Christian belt, shall we say, because they've grown. They know more things, hopefully, Lord willing. But you add. So you come to church, you read the Bible, you grow in Christ, and you allow God to teach you. How do I learn? Well, I read the Bible. I pray. I watch uh, podcasts like this. I, I strive to learn more about who God is, what He wants, what He's expecting from me. What does it mean to grow in good works? Things like that. And as I do these things, I recognize salvation is there. Can I be honest with you? I, I'm not one that believes that if you're truly saved, you'll have a desire for everything Christian. There are days that I don't want to really read the Bible. There are days I, I may not be as interested in going to church as I was last week. I just wake up and long week and I'd rather stay home. That's where worship, worship is part of choosing to set aside my personal desires to come. That's part of it. So I'm not saying that if I don't 100% always want to do everything correct, I'm not saved. No, that's not true. But salvation will develop the Holy Spirit in me to grow. And as I do come to church, I may not want to, but as I do come to church that day, then God will begin to speak to me. In fact, the Bible says, His Spirit speaketh expressly with my spirit that I am His. He does that in answer prayer. He does that in conviction. When I'm wrong, he'll convict me, and I recognize that. He does that when I read the Word of God and he teaches me something, or I go to church and he teaches me something. That is his Spirit speaking to my spirit. When I'm really struggling and he gives me grace in times when otherwise I would be overwhelmed, it's his Spirit speaking with my spirit. It's a reminder, I am his. That's one of the ways that I know. In a passage, people run to you shall know them by their fruits. We've got to be careful. That passage actually speaks of false prophets. So that passage does not speak of those growing. But when you grow in Christ and the Holy Spirit's teaching you, that is part of knowing you are saved. Now, you can be saved and not grow, but you will doubt it. You will battle with it. Now, let me finish with one thought. I'm going to kind of round back over to the idea of sin. So people have said, well, if I mess up and I sin, how, you know, doesn't, because I sin, doesn't it mean I'm, I'm unsaved? I actually would state that the battle of sin, the struggle with sin, might be proof you are saved. Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, sin itself is not proof of salvation. The fact that you sin, it's just proof of you're alive. Unsaved, saved, you're alive, you battle with sin. But is there a battle? Is there a struggle? Unsaved people don't generally battle with sin. 
Right. Uh, they, they don't have this conflict of, oh, I shouldn't have done that. They don't have the Holy Spirit in them to bring this struggle, this conflict of sin. You know, right? Sin is there, but that battle of, man, I wish I didn't do this, and I, I, I need to get this right, that desire to do right, that's not going to be there. So when I'm saved, sinning is still part of my life, but there's this internal part in me now that struggles with it. I mean, I don't, I want to do better. I don't want to keep doing this. This, it's the Holy Spirit convicting me, and it's that internal struggle. So sin is not proof of salvation, but that internal struggle probably is. The unsaved people don't struggle with it. Saved people do. When you battle with sin, when you struggle with sin, and you want to get it right, man, I'd still sin, but I wish I didn't, all these things, that is proof that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. It's not proof that you're not saved. It's probably proof you are saved. Now, I don't ever like to say you're guaranteed salvation, you're guaranteed, because you are the only one that knows it. That's why I like to offer aspects of Scripture and things of that nature. But let me be honest with you, we're all going to sin, we're not going to ever stop sinning. But are we growing in it? Are we growing? Are we doing it less? Are we getting closer to God? Those are proofs of salvation. If none of these things that we've talked about the last two days are true of you, maybe simplistically what you need to do is just today recognize, I've never done this, and I need to come to God ask him to forgive me of my sins and to come into my heart and save me that simplistically. And then you begin that new journey. And then the Holy Spirit's part of your life. It honestly is that simple. God's already done the hard part. You just need to accept what he's done for you. I hope these are helpful to you. Probably sometime this week, I'm going to jump to those two passages, one's in Revelation and one's in Hebrews, that talks about where a lot of people say you can lose your salvation. What does that mean? I'm going to go to those because I think they will be helpful. So we're going to continue this week answering some of these questions and dealing with some of these things. Hopefully they're helpful. Uh, Maybe you don't battle with them, but they're great bits of information for you, and I hope they are a level of encouragement. I've gone a little longer than normal today, but I wanted to at least finish and answer these. Again, if there's questions, if I brought up more questions or I didn't necessarily answer your question, the way you wanted or more, please feel free to email me and I can either respond by email or I'll clarify with an upcoming podcast. Thanks for giving me the chance to be hopefully answer your questions and encourage you in this area. Hopefully it's a help and hopefully we continue throughout this week to be encouraged. If you have a question you'd like to add to our our list, please send them to it either by text or you can go to our church website at bensalembaptist.org. At the bottom of each page is the contact form. Fill that out. It comes to me and I will make a point uh, to try to do my best to answer that question. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday edition. I hope you join us again tomorrow. Hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless.